This is literally a matter of life and death. Growing threat from the coronavirus. COVID-19. COVID surge sweeping across the U.S. Slow down the spread. Help slow the spread of the coronavirus. Online classes. Social distancing. Suspended masses. I changed my whole way of living. Kicked off a plane because their two-year-old daughter wouldn't put on her mask. 80 million Americans were still not vaccinated. On March 12, 2020, the first COVID-19 restrictions were issued. What happened next marked one of the greatest intrusions on civil liberties ever seen in American peacetime. How did the church respond? Who rose to the challenge? Who stood in the way of recovery? And what lessons should the whole church take from the COVID pandemic? From Catholic Vote, this is COVID and the Catholic Church. Welcome to The Receipts, COVID and the Catholic Church. Brought to you by the Catholic Accountability Project from Catholic Vote. Over the next four episodes, we will examine the Church's response to the COVID-19 pandemic, how the Church fought for religious freedom, who provided and who withheld the sacraments, how Catholic schools saved education, and how Church institutions approached vaccine mandates. Along the way, you'll learn about the individual bishops and priests who bravely defended the sacraments and civil liberty, and the church leaders who went too far in complying with government overreach. Here's your preview. Some aspects of the church's pandemic response are inspiring and should be remembered as great moments in American Catholic history. Several bishops took action against discriminatory lockdown orders that treated churches worse than secular businesses. One of these challenges, pitting the Diocese of Brooklyn against New York Governor Andrew Cuomo, even reached the Supreme Court and resulted in a landmark victory for the First Amendment. That case laid the foundation for several other victories of religious freedom over unconstitutional COVID restrictions. In most dioceses, the Church's early period of voluntary church closure was relatively short, around two months, stretching from March to May of 2020. As more information emerged about the new coronavirus, theologians and medical experts worked toward a quick resumption of public worship and access to sacraments. These guidelines enabled nearly 80% of dioceses to reopen before June, though some bishops took longer. Even when this guidance was followed, however, sacraments were often unavailable in settings where they are most important, such as in the case of hospitalized and critically ill patients. This was an acute problem in non-Catholic hospitals that unfortunately occurred in some Catholic hospitals as well. The lack of sacramental access in critical settings was a complex problem caused by government officials, the public health establishment, the medical institutions such as hospitals and nursing homes. Tragically, the worst denial of spiritual care was found in facilities for the elderly and disabled, where the pandemic's most extreme isolation measures were imposed in the name of safety. On the other hand, many priests stepped up to offer the sacraments precisely where they were most needed, among seriously ill and dying hospital patients. Many dioceses formed teams of younger and healthier priests to fulfill this role, and their service is another inspiring aspect of the Church's pandemic response. Most Catholic schools remained safely open during the pandemic, even as public school students suffered historic disruptions of their education. Data from the period supports the choice to stay open. 
On post-pandemic standardized tests, America's Catholic school students clearly outperformed public school students in every metric. On the other hand, Catholic schools also faced government mask mandates or had these mandates imposed on their students by diocesan officials. Many parents protested against a policy they saw as unscientific and harmful to children, but they fell on deaf ears. Despite data that calls school mask mandates into serious question, government mask orders were uniquely difficult to fight in court, making public pressure one of the only means of accountability. The defiance of a diocesan school mask mandate, meanwhile, raised complex and provocative questions about how to understand and apply the Church's doctrine of authority and obedience. Finally, this series will explore the divide in how some American bishops handled the issue of vaccination, specifically whether a vaccine can be imposed as mandatory, and whether religious exemptions should be made available where mandates exist. Some American bishops, citing the Vatican's December 2020 statement on the COVID vaccines, supported exemptions for Catholics who chose not to be vaccinated. Other U.S. bishops, however, imposed vaccine mandates on their employees, and the Vatican itself made vaccination mandatory for its workers. There were bishops who cited the same Vatican statement as grounds for denying religious exemptions to any mandate. Furthermore, not all faithful theologians reached the same conclusions when it came to vaccination. This division over vaccine mandates, with opposing sides citing the same sources in support of their judgment, may persist until Rome clarifies its teaching. Discussions of COVID-19 have grown more difficult over time, but the Catholic Church should not shy away from the subject. As American society faces a broad crisis of trust in many institutions, this podcast series takes a candid look at both the best and the worst of our response to the COVID pandemic in order to heal divisions and strengthen our faith ahead of future crises. Want to support future episodes and reports from the Catholic Accountability Project? Visit www.catholicvote.org to find out how you can help.